Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This week's episode, the big holiday slowdown begins. I'm Ryan Spilkin, and here to slow it down with me are Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. Matthew, Brenda, hello. Hello. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> well, guys, we've come to it. The end of the, the, end of the business year. <laughs> the end of the calendar year. The beginning Approaches. of the business year. It's on us. And nothing like remembering days of yore, days gone by, to celebrate at this time of year, right? So we're going to to do a little bit of reminiscing with a Thunderbolt round. Because we're <laughs> recording this. We're recording this on Tuesday, November 26th. That's the two days before American Thanksgiving and one day before my birthday. National holiday. <laughs> National holiday. I'm uh, taking it off in your honor. Oh. Yep. yep. <laughs> I, am, I am really, really flattered. <laughs> but for this edition of the Thunderbolt round, we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. So uh, as per the olden rules of yore, we'll go for a minute or less apiece on what our favorites are for Thanksgiving. And for me, guys, oh, dang, that's rough. I'm going to break it up into two, okay? I'm, I'm changing the rules. I'm going to do oh. two. We're going to have a sweet side and a savory side, okay? So for the savory that's fair. side, that makes sense. if we're going to talk about traditional Thanksgiving food, it's got to be stuffing for me. The bready mm. deliciousness. I really, stuffing, also known as dressing. Um, sure. I love oyster stuffing. I think that's fantastic. Big fan. So stuffing on the the savory side. On the sweet side, I have been a pumpkin pie person since I can remember. And so every year, that's what I'm most excited about. I could actually eat the insides of a pumpkin pie until I passed out, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Who's next? I'll go next. All right. On the savory side, I'm with you on the stuffing. Um, my, My mother would always cook Thanksgiving um, she'd do a huge feast for us. And my family's always been fairly small. We were military. We were often just us on Thanksgiving, but she would always do this lavish feast. Turkey was always amazing. The stuffing was always the best part. Um, for the sweet side, um, I'm sort of an odd duck in my own family. I love Waldorf salad. I could eat Waldorf salad until I explode. The rest <laughs> of my family is like, why? Wow. And it's just, I'm not even going to make it this year because we're, we're staying home. All of our relatives are 2000 miles away. We're, we're having, um, one person visiting us for Thanksgiving, fortunately. So there's going to be three and a half people because Julian is seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm the only one that will eat Waldorf salad. And so I'm contemplating like trying to make a Waldorf salad for one, um, just because it's that good. Why not just make a normal sized one and have it for a few days? Because I'd feel bad eat all about of myself. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matthew. What about you? All right. Since we we've gone with the the twofer on this one, I would say I, I for my savory. Um, I don't have a specific thing. It's the Thanksgiving leftovers. You know, it's it's just the general. You've made a turkey, made a ham, but it's that sandwich at three in the afternoon. You pull it back out of the fridge, like, 
Yeah, there's there's something yeah. about the Thanksgiving Just, leftover. That is amazing. Great. You are so and right. Then, the the sweet side, the thing I'm really excited about this year, um, I don't have it in me to do a lot of baking uh, or like putting stuff together, <laughs> but we've got a local market uh, where somebody locally makes these amazing pies and they're frozen. Uh, so they take like two to three hours to bake, but they're they're really quite simple. And, and it's not like one of those that's like in a box and it's mass produced. Like this is a handmade, made at home, but then frozen and brought into this local market. You do a little egg wash on top. Uh, put it in the oven for like two and a half hours or so. And uh, I'm picking up two of those for the Thanksgiving holiday. What what variety are they? Well, I'll have to see what they've got. Uh, They will definitely have apple. I know they'll have that. Um, But it's a a baked pie. So like, you know, it's going to be a complete thing. So probably not pumpkin. Uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's cherry. Because cherry pie is my jam. That's that's where I want to live. So good. (laughs) All right. And, uh, you know, while we're at it, we should go ahead and tell you that um, with the holiday slowdown upon us, there is only going to be one more episode of Adaptivist Live and uh, for the year, for 2019. And we'll be back with you soon mm-hmm. in 2020. But I, I tell you this now instead of the next episode, because next episode, we are going to reattempt the Adaptivist Live shotcast. We'll all be together in Orlando, Florida, and um, we're going we're gonna to go for it. So the results of next week's recording can't say that there's going to be any sort of coherence, okay? <laughs> we, Look, just we be might, warned. We might open the release notes. We might. Uh, but typically when we do a shot cast, it's one where we've got the company together and we call people over. And ask them something about the year. So we'll be talking about our greatest hits from 2019. We'll be talking about the highs and the lows, the stuff we've heard from Atlassian, what people remember. Uh, and uh, it'll be a, a raucous good time. And we'll be doing uh, this in but, between drinks. So it, yeah, it just, yeah. you know, it's going to be one throughout. of those things. So, but, but that means uh, there may be a release from Atlassian we miss. Sorry, we'll, we'll hit you back in 2020. But the statistics that we've assembled for this year are pretty spectacular. So we hope, hopefully, we'll yeah. get through those without tripping over our own. You know, we'll make sure own. to do them at the beginning. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the end of things, uh, we've got some end of life updates for you, our dear listeners. Uh, we'll be linking to an article actually published in August of 2019. But it, I mean, honestly, who can remember that far back at this point? I can't. Uh, not <laughs> thankfully. Uh, despite his protest, Ryan did and pulled this article forward uh, so that we can remind you all that uh, uh, Jira Software 7.6, Jira Service Desk 3.9, end of life. If you are still running those, uh, those older versions, you might want to take a look at getting some updates going. Uh, you know, nothing says Merry Christmas like updated Atlassian software. <laughs> it's better than coal gosh speaking of christmas and speaking of updates um atlassian is rolling out some cloud updates there's a number of things that are currently being rolled out in in a gradual fashion that may or may not be on your cloud side yet um but one one or two new things um that are, are being released out to cloud this week one of them on jira cloud Human resources templates in Jira Service Desk Classic Projects, <clears throat> um, request types for employee onboarding and offboarding, 
um, terminations, tracking changes to employee details. Um, that's pretty exciting. HR stuff is is actually pretty near and dear to my heart, so I'm, I'm happy to see templates. And then they there's a mention of soon there will be some legal and facilities templates as well. Uh, so that's exciting. On the JIRA service desk side, in addition to HR and upcoming legal and facilities, um, there is going to be a feature to raise this request on behalf of someone else. Um, approve or decline requests, um, create and link issues in one go. Um, so those are the big things that are, are new in the release notes this week, along with a number of other things that are rolling out to JIRA, JIRA service desk, um, and Confluence, just on a gradual basis. Um, so some exciting stuff, some interesting things to be looking out for. And we will, of course, link you to that in the SoundCloud. Now, guys, did you notice that there was there was quite a, a little bit of hubbub around those HR templates rolling out? Like, they, they did some news releases. They actually had a little bit of external press to talk about Atlassian being mm-hmm. ready for other teams. And I thought that was a, a clever little bit of marketing because, in my mind at least, Atlassian's always been able to be used for those other teams teams but now they're actually yeah. letting people know yeah it's it's interesting to me because i've i've been using jira with non like it non-developer teams for a long time now uh it's so flexible and modular that's not hard to do um but it's still news to people that that you can do that so building these templates in and just making it very in your face very straightforward does help open it up you know give, give people some new ideas uh and so yeah it's it's great to see that and given we are in the holiday slowdown, uh, our last update is for Portfolio. Last but not least, but it is last. There were not a lot of updates this uh, podcast cycle. So uh, Portfolio for Jira 3.15. Um, again, some minor updates. Uh, kudos to the Portfolio team for the iterative releases, getting something every... I mean, it's not like you're releasing to the podcast cycle. I know it's not about us, but... Uh, but it is. But you know. But yeah, we got something to talk about with portfolio every two weeks now. Um, sorting issues by status, uh, looking at dates. I think it's it's kind of neat being able to see um, if you've got a bunch of custom fields that are date fields. Uh, I, I I wonder if this is a feature that people requested of like how do I know that it's a custom field? So now you see the field ID next to it. I seems like a bit of an odd design choice to me, but it's there. And uh, you can see a picture of it on the page that we will link to in the SoundCloud notes. Um, similarly, uh, adding in uh, user IDs next to people's names. So if you've got two people with the same name um, and you, the email address that's below the name is not clear enough, you can now also see their username. So um, you know, I, I'm guessing this is sort of a reactive update. I think a lot of these are these days for a portfolio. They're just responding to feature requests. Uh, yeah, 3.15 out on uh, 19th of November. You want to talk about putting a picture on a page. You know what I like is when they put a moving picture on a page and we get to issue a sick GIF alert. Not only is it a cool picture, it is a really neat feature that has come to, of all places, Microsoft Excel. Because now you can pull Jira data directly into Microsoft Excel spreadsheets. And that is uh, it's Jira Cloud for Excel. It's the add-in you've been waiting for. Of course, we'll share the article in SoundCloud, but um, this is really neat, guys. You can just straight up put JQL into a uh, table 
in Excel and now start parsing your data in ways that, that Jira built-in reports can only dream about. So uh, what do you think? If, if you think that Ryan is overhyping this, as he is often wont to do, yeah. uh, in this case, it's legit. Uh, this, is, hey. <laughs> this is super cool um, because you just have a, a little uh, sort of wizard uh, on the right. Put in your JQL, select a filter, select which fields you want, hit get data. It pulls it straight in. Um, you could put a formula in, in, you could put a JQL formula into the Excel input bar. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It is. And, and what's particularly nice about this is it lets you, because uh, I've done this a few times where I would be exporting data as a, like a CSV and then copy and paste that data set into an Excel spreadsheet and into a, a, a data tab so that all of my uh, charts and pivot tables and everything else would update. Now, just integrated, uh, built right in. So that's, that's very sweet. Um, cloud only would be real nice, Alassian. See this for some server and data center, but you know, still. Oh, yeah. The, the comments, cool. the comments are all saying the same thing. And they've been going on, <laughs> you know, that they, they've been going on since November 6th when this article was published. So, yeah, big time yeah, I mean, awesomeness. It's, it's not a, um, I, I don't think it's like a, an Atlassian app like it's it's really up to the app vendor um to to do that but uh i don't know am i mistaken on that is this an elastian app or is it because it's it's being distributed through app source it's not being distributed through the elastian market it's a it's an excel app you know it's an excel add-on it's not an elastian add-on yeah this is on the app source marketplace and can be installed by any office 365 user uh, works with all Jira Cloud products, Jira Software, Jira Core, Jira Service Desk. Note the necessity of an Office 365 subscription. Mm, yeah, mm. I'm For looking Excel at all desktop. the... There's a bunch of negative reviews, uh, but a good chunk of them are, oh, we don't, we don't have Office 365, or we have an older version of Excel or, or something. So there are a few caveats. Got to be on cloud. Got to be, be Office on the 365. Right. Yeah. 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 But hey, if you but are on coming. those things... Yeah. This is a thing of beauty. Nothing else. Marvel at the gifts. Yep. <laughs> Ryan, please tell me you're going to come up with some sort of sound effect for sick gif alert. I should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Look for that in 2020. Uh, so to, to shift gears a minute from us all just going gaga over Excel and Jira integrations. Who doesn't love a spreadsheet? Uh, who doesn't love a spreadsheets? Uh, I, I can't think of anybody, to be honest. I got all the time for spreadsheets. All the time in the world for spreadsheets. We live in spreadsheets. I don't know anybody that doesn't use a spreadsheet. Um, so to set that aside for a minute, as much as it pains me to stop talking about the spreadsheets, um, Bitbucket Cloud um, at Lassine has released a really nice blog post that is um, sort of a, a reference sheet for five advanced administrative controls in Bitbucket Cloud. Um, a number of these are things that are available in server, um, enforced merge checks, for example, but this is a really nice reference piece um, for the controls that are available. Um, setting deployment permissions, um, merge checks, such as requiring a certain number of approvers, um, that sort of thing, lots of, of useful information in this. this. This blog post, of course, will be linked in the SoundCloud description. One thing to note, though, is this isn't just uh, advanced features for Bitbucket Cloud. It's for Bitbucket Cloud Premium. 
And for those of you who have been following the news since Summit, the premium tier of cloud stuff is vastly more expensive, or at least that's the traditional wisdom. But when we started looking at the pricing, because we went, oh, shit, Bitbucket Cloud Premium, I bet this is going to be like prohibitively expensive. Uh, I was forgetting that Atlassian did some price shifts a few months ago. And so when we looked at it for, say, 50 users, let's say you've got a, a development team and those are the only people who need access to Bitbucket and it's you know 50 or fewer users or something. Let's say look at 50. Uh, if you wanted to get server, which has a lot of these features, as Brenda said, $5,200 for that license for 50 users. And that is a perpetual license. It's not just you know per year or something. It's you know have it as long as you want. Uh, you can't upgrade after the first year uh, with that license, but you know you can keep running it. Or you can get Data Center. That is an annual renewal, but Data Center adds in you know some additional features, and you can use additional nodes and you know uh, and whatnot. Not typically something you do for fifty users, except Data Center is only three thousand six hundred thirty dollars a year. Fair bit cheaper than Server now. Real interesting there. One might think that there's uh, some sort of agenda. Uh, in terms of shifting people off server to data center, one might one might think that, uh, and then cloud premium for Bitbucket for fifty users, three thousand six hundred dollars a year, thirty bucks less than data center, hmm. and hmm. in Bitbucket Cloud you get pipelines. Uh, so um, yeah, 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 bit of a bit of an interesting agenda there. Kind of uh, almost, almost like there's a strategy behind it. This seems to be uh, they might they might have a. Have a goal in mind. So, uh, so yeah, it's. I, I want to point out it's not just Bitbucket Cloud. You'd have to be on the premium tier. Uh, premium tier twice as expensive as the standard. Instead of three bucks per person per month, it's six. Uh, but it's still cheaper than data center and quite a bit cheaper than server. So worth looking at if you want these uh, advanced features. Last but not least, a little bit of news from Adaptivist. On December fifth. We will be sponsoring a webinar with our good friends and colleagues in the ecosystem, Tempo, where we're going to show you how to save time with Tempo and Script Runner automations. It's going to be a really cool session with Alexander from Tempo and Thanos and Sylvia from Adaptivist. Um, and just listening to Thanos is worth the price of admission, I think. So, uh, which is free. Which is free. And so we will, of course, provide you the uh, registration link here in the SoundCloud. Oh, and how could I forget? It, it sounds like you did forget. I did. You on did Dece- forget. It's the Twitter takeover. December oh, 13th. Yeah, the 13th. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are. We not talk about that. We're not even telling the people about this. Yeah, let's tell the hey, people, people about this. People. Hey, people. Earth people. On December 13th, the three of us, Matthew, Brenda, and myself, <laughs> will be recklessly given the keys to the adaptivist Twitter account to answer all of your burning questions. Has this been thought through remains to be seen. There's a, there's a hashtag you can tweet with not at, but like, I guess with the hashtag in advance to that ask is how questions. Hashtags work. Yeah, with the hashtag. You could do, you can do uh, you can do a hash. If only we had someone who worked in marketing. Hashtag pod crew takeover. There you go. Yeah. So hashtag pod crew takeover for the three of us. Most likely we'll just let Brenda take the wheel because she is the only one who knows what's going on here. (laughs) (laughs) Happens more often than I care to admit. And it's specifically uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to do it for two hours. So queue up your questions in advance. Uh, hit us up live 
uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll probably do some zooming at the same time. Maybe you could hop on Zoom with uh, us. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Oh, oh. that could get really weird. I like it. Really weird in a hurry. Yes, really weird in a hurry. All right, everybody. So thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to like and share this podcast wherever fine podcasts are liked and shared. Get a hold of us on social at Adaptivist. And until next until next time's epic shot cast from Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. That all that stretch whole everything thing. that Ryan just said and ever has said in the past. Ever has said in the past. Let it be stricken from the record. Uh,